Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. I'm a little bit behind the curve here today. This is a Watford review and I'm about a week behind because I got completely confused with the Monday was bank holiday. But it's also the transfer review, transfer window review, which hopefully people have calmed down. I certainly have. Uh, hopefully Brian Daigle and Daniel uh, will be joining us uh, a bit later on, hopefully. Uh, but if not, I've still got a brilliant guest on, Eugene from Spurs U Asian TV. How are you doing, sir? Uh, hi, 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 Chris. Thanks for having me on. Uh, always a pleasure to be on oh. your stream, right, to talk about Spurs. <laughs> I know, Paul, and always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, as I mentioned, Spurs Eurasian TV. Anyone who doesn't uh, know about that, uh, what is that and where can they find you? Oh, Spurs Eurasian TV is a channel that I created uh, somewhere in April, uh, inspired by Will THFC Rants. Uh, he actually gave me the name. Uh, what we do is that uh, we try to link up the uh, Asian Spurs fans uh, with the uh, international fans, right? So I do a lot of shows uh, based with Asian base fans from India Spurs, uh, you know, and as well, especially I'm from Malaysia, right? And of course, uh, we do a lot of uh, cross, uh, what called uh, neutral uh, streams too with uh, fans from Asia that are into Liverpool, Manchester United, right? And building it up building it up and uh all fans of the clubs are also all fans of football right that's what i believe all fans of football excellent yeah. if you don't check it out already check it out the uh link yeah. and description it, it will be in the description on the video uh for me uh, on monday i'm doing a premier league preview so any fans of any of the premier league clubs if you want to come on uh, DM me. I sent a tweet out about that. And also, I'm on 88 subscribers, so hopefully I can get to 100 by uh, the, the Palace game. So yes, please yes. subscribe and help that out. And obviously, smash the likes if you're watching or watching on repeat. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, Watford review. Three out of three. Uh, we can't really ask for anything more, even if the, the, the um, performances haven't been superb. Um but yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on the game? Obviously, it's been yeah. over a week now and other things have happened. Uh, I, I, I was trying to think of it yesterday and I was struggling to think of exactly what happened. It's been so long. But yeah, I mean, three out of three, no goals conceded. Hasn't been the most uh, free-flowing football, but start of the season, things are a little bit rusty. Uh, thoughts on the start of the season and in particular the Watford game? Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at the Watford game, you know, as something that uh, Nuno is trying to build on, right? Because with the transfer window during, I mean, was before, uh, no, transfer window came after the uh, deadline. Transfer window deadline came after the Watford game. So, uh, the more or less, the squad hasn't settled yet. So, we still do not know what Nuno uh, has in plan, how is he going to play, what formation he's going to use. And of course, with the international break coming along, uh, Giovanni Lacelso and Romero has gone back to the uh, Argentinas to play for their country. And by the time they come back and get ready for everything, I guess they'll be most probably be in the first team by October. That's how I see it. I don't see them being back that early because of all the quarantines and after that, the training. If we're lucky, maybe the first week of October. If not, then maybe mid of October to see them play. And... While that's happening, what Nuno has done is that he's brought back the spirit of teamwork, right? He's brought back confidence, all right? And like uh, Ali said, right, the camaraderie is back with the team, right? That was the most important thing. We are performing like a team now. We are fighting like a team. 
and a lot of our players are putting a lot of hard work into it right so kudos to nuno and to tell the truth three and oh no score no goals against even if it's one zero one zero one zero right if it takes it all the way through the season i, I don't mind <laughs> we are so desperate i don't mind right but of course uh we still want to play the spurs way um give Nuno time i think he will find the proper formation with the proper players right to bring us forward right and don't forget Nuno keeps saying don't look at the table now don't look at the table yeah that's the most yeah. important thing yeah, yeah. i say uh, look I, at the table take a picture yeah. frame it up on your wall <laughs> <laughs> i know they want you to take yeah. yeah you have to take the whole How's list everything? you know How's because arsenal at the bottom thanks so much for coming on i know it's really early where you are uh no problem no problem uh, yeah uh i was just saying that i, I completely uh Missed, I, I completely forgot the bank holiday here was a Monday, so I didn't do a stream. So I'm a bit behind the curve doing a review of the Watford game after a week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll ask the same question I asked uh, Eugene. Uh, three out of three, zero goals conceded. Wasn't the most free-flowing game against Watford and, and not really a stuttering start, but not the free-flowing game you expect. Uh, it could be beginning of the season, you know, teams getting used to playing and, and certainly a new new system and a new manager. Uh, what what were your thoughts of the Watford game overall? Well, look, as much as I want to say Son meant to score that, I honestly think it wasn't. <laughs> he didn't mean to score it. Um, I think it was just a cross that got lucky and the keeper uh, almost got stuck to the ground because he, he jumped away too late for that. Um, so I think it was all the keeper's fault. Um, but then... I mean, I love seeing Musa Sissoko sky the ball into the parking lot. Beautiful <laughs> scenes. Be beautiful scenes. Beautiful scenes. But uh, I love the the round of applause and um, that we gave him for um, the time that he's been at the club. What he's given to us, because he might not be the most talented, but he did give us all. And that's something that we ask a lot of our players to do. And Musa Sissoko was one of those players. But um, we also got rid of Sir Dore. <laughs> Today it's come out that he's considering a move to the to the filth. If, well, yeah. I mean, when I don't, I don't put it in the level of of so combo, so Campbell because when so Campbell when he was going to the invincible, the invincibles, now he's going to be going to the unwinners, the, the team that hasn't won one game. The, <laughs> Daniel, the, Daniel, the, uh, better Daniel, the invincibles, the invisibles. Uh, Ori, Ori could be our mole. <laughs> is it is he going yeah. there or is that just paper talk because they know it'll sell make news like a, a spurs player going to arsenal uh but yeah it's interesting you mentioned sol campbell it's completely different isn't it because sol campbell decided to run his contract down whereas from what i understand the orvia thing was a mutual we'll cut your contract out but I mean, how, how do you feel about that, Eugene? Because I, I don't hate Orvia. I think he he obviously played when his brother died, which he obviously didn't need to do. He could have easily said, I need a week off there. Uh, he obviously made mistakes. I th I, I've put that down to, A, he's he's <laughs> got mistakes in him, but also the amount of pressure that was on him because we didn't have the ball and the constant pressure on the defence. But again, like, you know, Levy refuses to sell players if he doesn't get the amount of money he wants for them. Yet he's obviously paid a a, a, a compensation to Orvier because he's got time left on his contract. So that's what kind of annoyed me a little bit. But I mean, in terms of Orvier, are you sad to see him go? Happy to see him go? A bit indifferent? Mm. I'm gonna miss to me those. The, uh, 
Uh, yeah, Dan. You're going to miss all the mistakes he makes, right? <laughs> but to tell the truth, uh, Aurier to me is that once if you have a mutual consent of terminating the contract, right, whether a compensation package is being given, and usually if there's a compensation package given, there will be always condition that you can't do this, you can't do that, right? Because I'm paying you money just to leave, all right? So most probably if Levy is smart enough, most probably he said you, most probably you can't play in the top, most probably Levy will say you can't play in the top six teams in, in, in the Premier League, but look at the Premier League standings now. <laughs> 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 Good one, right? Good one, okay? <laughs> but uh, not to laugh at Arsenal too much, okay? Not, no, I don't want bad karma to come on us. No, I, I, I encourage that, Eugene. Person, laugh yeah, as much as you want, but yeah. I yeah, encourage But no, no. I'll okay. laugh inside, but not show people, you know? So <laughs> don't bring bad karma. Don't bring bad karma to a club. We're top yeah. now, right? So, uh, but for Aurier, uh, what he's given and what he has taken and now he has left uh, i will always wish a person i mean as a human being all the best right you still need to work you need to put food on the table for your family right he's a footballer of course if he goes to arsenal there'll be some kind of thing yeah. on it right but if he goes to arsenal's and screws up right so then it'll be then the, the, the world will sing or is more for spurs <laughs> <laughs> right but uh, wherever he goes, best of luck. Uh, like I said, I don't like to hate players anymore because there's too much hate in the world, right? You can dislike them. You can criticize them, right? But I don't use the word hate. Uh, not even for Sol Campbell. Uh, tell the truth, no. Not even for Sol Campbell. Oh. Come on. Sol Campbell is so many years <laughs> passed by, right? If you want to put so much hate on Sol Campbell, right? Why isn't that so much hate for, you know, who? Our great chairman, right? He hasn't got us anything for so many years. <clears throat> correct and he's, yeah, he's, looked yeah. into, he, he's not yeah, even looked boy. into the football right why don't we hate him more correct mm -hmm. and why should we hate him? oh come on <clears throat> every player is a human being every player has its own ambitions right like i said everyone when you put it down if you look deep inside right if you want for your own gains and you become to a certain extent you look at your own self gains yourself first before other people because you have to look after your family you, you know there's a lot of stories behind it it's not to say that oh you're going you know for whatever whatever you're going there just to spite us or whatever whatever okay but maybe he did all right maybe he had a fallout with you know who right and he went there to spite us but maybe he went there to spite you know who not us but in the process right it becomes it looks like that but like they too much hate in football we can criticize we can uh say whatever you want to say but don't go to extend becomes abusive then mm. i don't like that part of it i don't like the abusive no. part of it there's too much abuse in the world already right there are too much too many things that's going wrong and football is heading that direction you know with all the social media and all that so no mm. i don't condone that really no what do you think daniel of uh Orvier? obviously all of his goals assists are going to be forgotten and and playing when his brother died because he's just known as someone who just made mistake after mistake after mistake, which I think is a little unfair. And I, I didn't hate him. I, well, I didn't dislike him, really. I quite liked him. It's just if, if he could cut those mistakes out, which I do think are in part because the amount of pressure that the defence was under, uh, then he could have been a good player for us. But obviously, he's a, it's not a sour taste, being, but you know, it's not the greatest exit being that we'll just cancel your contract. But yeah, how do you rate his time at Spurs and... Are you sad to see him go or happy to see him go or a bit indifferent? I don't think I don't think he was at the top of the list of the Deadwood, but I think he was on the list. 
Um, fans were not happy with him. Managers were not happy with him. And um, we got a right back that we needed. Uh, we're, I think if we would have kept Serge Aurier, we would have been like England with 10 right backs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were, we're, almost, we're almost getting on that level. So um, we got to get rid of a little bit of a right back. There was no team that were coming in for Serge Aurier. I think if there was a team that were coming in for him, we would have sold them like that. Um, but since there was no team, Daniel Levy and Tottenham decided to terminate his contract. I'm not sure if that was the correct decision to go about it, but um, I mean, ho- hope for the best. Hope for the best um, for Serge Aurier. And please don't go to Arsenal. If you're watching this video, Serge, don't do it for <laughs> the Tottenham fans. Don't do it for your career. You'd, do, you'd be better off joining Burnley. Or mm. Newcastle. <laughs> or Norwich. <laughs> or Watford. Yeah. Or any other team nah. because but, Arsenal. But one thing I do respect league, so. respect him is that actually he terminated his contract on mutual consent. A lot of other players would just sit down and run mm. it out, right? And just take the money, you know, and play in the under twenty threes, okay, and wait until right, uh how is it? Yeah, his contract is over. So um yeah. but uh I think he wants to play. That's why he terminated his contract on mutual consent. He wants to play. So he wants to play at the top level. And don't forget, a lot of these guys, right, want to fight for a spot for next year's World Cup. You see? They want to fight for a spot for next year's World Cup. So I guess they have to play consistently, right? They have to play mm. consistently. Mm, yeah. I mean, da- Daniel, how do you think that will affect this guy, Ndombele? He's obviously lost his buddies now, Sissoko and Orvier, if, if um, paper talk is led to believe do you think that will have a negative effect that my buddies are gone i'm going to sulk or do you think it will have a positive effect my buddies are gone i've got no one to hide behind now i've got to force my way through or do you think i want to leave which was said during the end of the transfer window is basically done and dusted now and he's just waiting for the exit door i think it's a bit of a situation when you know in primary school and there's two kids that are talking non-stop non-stop and the teacher separates them or the, or the kid leaves to another school. Hmm. And then he starts performing because he has no one to chit-chat about. That's that, that's how I think the situation could go down. I think Ndombele needs to start putting the burger down and start picking up some weights. <laughs> because, um, yeah, but I'll be honest, he's picked up a little bit of a belly. He's got a little bit more fit now, but still. I mean, he's got to pick himself up. His career was looking good last season. Now it's looking hmm. in the bin. Being, it's. I mean, we got an offer from Brian, which I'm. I don't know why we didn't take. Uh, it's Taliso plus twenty mil. I would have been happy with that. Because mm. to, to I rate Taliso, and uh, twenty mil probably could have helped helped us get one top class player. Um, we got helped which, us got a few. Which position does Taliso play in? Um, same position as Tangi. Oh, then mm. you know, too many right backs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taliso is not a right back. But that, that's an issue with Levy, isn't it? He paid 60 yeah. million for him. He's not going to accept 20. He wants his money back, which is uh, an issue that, you know, uh, I'm sure on this on this stream has been mentioned on pretty much every Tottenham stream will have been mentioned time and time yeah. and time again. Um, what did, I have a question for you guys. Um, the, the transfer window was shut, but the championship transfer window is still going on. Hmm. Is there any player that you think we should go in for in the transfer window? For the for the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go first, Chris, or should I go? Well, to be honest, I don't really know that much about the championship, so I'll end up just talking. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, uh, when when the window <laughs> shut, I did go through the uh, list of strikers, right, or top scorers in the championship. And there's one guy that stands out. There are two actually, but one is Kiefer Moore, but Kiefer Moore is a bit too old, right? And there's one guy called Ben Barrington. If you've not heard before, he's uh, mm. born in England with a Chilean mother or something like that. He plays for Chile now. He looks like a good shout. But uh, as a backup striker, I don't mind getting one from the championship yes. just to put somebody in between Scarlett and Kane, just in case if Kane gets injured or something like that. So at least, you know, somebody can step in to not put all the pressure on the young boy. That should, should look like a good shout at that point. But uh, like you, like, like I, uh, unless we use our youth, uh, youth coach, right? We have a, we just got employed a new youth coach. I can't remember. Ryan Mason. <laughs> no, 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 not Ryan Mason. <laughs> There's a new guy that came in from Bolton or something like that. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, maybe if we use him, right? Then maybe uh, we can find someone. But I'm, sh I don't think Paratici has any links down in the championship. <laughs> Uh, McBurney from Sheffield United. Oh, okay. And, and Bob. Uh, not too Bob. young. Bob Spur is literally Bob Spur Hi, literally Bob. beat you by two seconds to McBurney. Hi, Bobby. No, no. He's also, I'm reading I, I from don't Bob. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you've said. I don't know what you've said, Dan, but he wants to know if you're too old to be told to pee <laughs> off. But yeah, I think that's very good. Yeah. Good support of the stream. Hi, uh, Bob Spur. How you doing? Yes, Bobby. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, the one that I'm annoyed about was uh, Vondon, who's gone to Everton. He was free. Uh, I, I know it's not championship, but he was free. He's got premiership experience. He's got a bit of um, presence about him. It, it reminds me similar of the um, Lorente mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. backup striker, but I, I can't believe we didn't go for him. Mm -hmm. uh, but Rondon is a Benitez boy. He won't come to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he belongs to Benitez, right? Well, he left Newcastle because of that, right? Because Benitez was removed. Yeah, but and then I, he went to I, China I, or something. I didn't like. even know he was free, and then all of a sudden it's it's announced mm. that he's gone to Everton on a free. So if we'd have looked mm. into that two months ago, Everton wouldn't have been interested, and then we'd have been able to get him. But I, I just don't understand that. But we'll, we'll come on to the, yeah. the Chris, whole transfer two months, thing. Two months ago, we didn't even have a proper manager yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another issue. But uh, yeah. we'll come on to the transfer uh, stuff in a bit. But just just back to the Watford game before we move on. It was exactly the same team with one change, and that's Harry Kane. So, how do you think uh, Eugene Kane did? He's obviously looking a bit uh, off the pace, which is understandable, being that he didn't really have a pre-season. Uh, mm -hmm. And he never scores in August anyway, apart from one season, I think he did. Uh, he obviously scored for England yesterday, but you're saying off, uh, off air, he missed a hatful as well. But he's still getting to fitness. Obviously, the transfer saga could have had an effect, so... I think he'll obviously come good. He's too good a player to just be scoring like 10 goals a season. But the Watford game, how, how do you think he did? Uh, I think the Watford game was the Watford formation that actually he they put a, they parked the bus, all right? Mm. They parked the bus. And whenever Harry Kane had the ball in the middle of the field, you have at least three players on him, minimum. So that stifled him. So... Uh, Harry Kane will need some time to regain his full fitness, to get back into groove, right? To pick up the correct pass, which I saw yesterday during the England match. It's coming back. It's coming back. But of course, uh, he needs his uh, shooting boots back too. Um, 
I guess uh, Harry Kane wasn't that effective. Uh, and like Dan said earlier, right, that Son goal was more or less uh, by luck. But I don't care. A goal is a goal. <laughs> it's yeah. whether it's an own goal or a, a, a lucky goal. But it was on target. That's why it went in. Correct. Mm. It was off target. It wouldn't go in. That's all. Well, I, I think yeah. it was a clever free kick. He's he's crossed yeah. that in looking for a touch, but made sure it's on target. So if it doesn't, it mm. goes in. I think it was a clever yeah. one. But I mean, K Kane, uh, Daniel, uh, how, how do you think he did against Watford? And and in terms of getting back to full fitness, that the goal yesterday, I'm assuming he played the full game for England and scored a goal, will help with that. Certainly, goal will help with his confidence. Uh, when do you think he'll be back to full fitness and, and how do you think he did against Watford? Um, I think that Watford game was a little bit... Uh, he was very unlucky with a few chances. Um, there was one where the ball was coming in. He was almost prepared to put it into the back of the net. And then mm. um, a Watford player just had a little touch to put, put him off um, from putting it into the back of the net. And there was one where he had a fantastic shot um, to score against... I forget the name of the Watford goal. I think it's like Saw. Something like that, yeah. the Watford keeper. Um, fantastic save on that one. Um, I think it was just yesterday. I don't really want to talk too much about international because USA didn't do too great yesterday. <laughs> um, but uh, but um, England. Um, I've the only thing I didn't really watch the game, but the only thing I saw was a picture of Jack Willis drinking water. But um, <laughs> I'm not sure what that's about. Not sure what that's about. Uh, well, I saw the first half, and he, he, he did less than just drinking water in the first half, but he did set one up in the second half. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what I would say you? quickly about if, that game Hungary... is... Sorry, carry on, yeah. carry on. Oh, I was just going to say, I think if Hungary would have had Tanganga, it would have been a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hungary won't have Tanganga. No, I mean... All I'll say about that is whatever happened in the game has been overshadowed by the racism again, which is an absolute disgrace. I mean, UEFA banned them from having fans in a stadium because of issues like this, and FIFA just let them get ahead and, and do it, and then they wonder why this stuff happens. But I, I don't know where that ends. It's got to have stronger, you know, instead of uh, closed doors, kick them out of tournaments. Um, but then these people yeah. aren't fans, are they? So then well, how do you go with that? But it's just yeah. an absolute disgrace after the year we've had and, and everything going on and you still get this. And Yeah. yeah. No, but Chris, if you, if you want to talk about this, it'll be another three-hour stream. So no. Yeah. I, I, I just wanted <laughs> but to mention But to tell you the truth, but, what, what <laughs> Southgate said is very true, right? Uh, look at ourselves first before you yeah. look at other people. What happened during the Wembley final and... Yeah after what happened you know, to, the, to the three kids that got all the abuse and all that. So uh, all these problems are world problems, right? So, and it's crept into football now. And foot, if football doesn't make a stance soon, hold on. Yeah. Yes, Dan, go ahead. Um, I, I said, I, I'm sorry about it, Chris, but I, I said I couldn't come on for that long because I'm oh, at right, yeah. school now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for having me on for the, this amount of no time. Problem. Oh, I'm sorry that I had to leave this yeah. early into the stream. It, it looked like um, it was going to look like a good stream, but look, I want to tell the viewers, Chris, and subscribe to Let's Talk Tottenham. If you want to be notified every time he makes a video, make sure you smash the bell as well. Excellent. Thank you very much. And, and just before you go, you've got a channel yourself. Uh, so where can people find that? And and likewise, I saw a tweet that you put, posted on your near 100 subscribers. So get subscribed to Dan's channel, hit those likes. But uh, for people who don't know, where they can find it, where can they find it? 
I think it's frozen. Yeah, oh. away from the from the hundred. Yeah, uh, I think Dan's frozen. Uh, yeah, internet. Uh, last up, chance. Uh, last chance. If his internet comes back, uh, uh, where can people find your stream if they don't know already? Um, uh, my my channel is Dan THFD. Um, ninety subscribers now. Two more away oh, from wow. one hundred. Um, so yeah, I mean, if we talk about Tottenham. We have the Monday podcast where we bring on guests. Um, when FIFA twenty two comes out, I'll start doing the the FIFA Tottenham career mode again. Um, I do, I do my live match reaction to all the goals. Um, my previews for the games, my reviews, and um, when something big happens, like in the Tottenham world, I do it. So, yeah, that's how we, that's where you can find me. And also, I'm gonna be starting a new show, but um, it's gonna be starting on Twitch. Um, so right. it's gonna it's gonna be called Wake Up with Dan. Um, it's gonna be Tottenham news, but like in the morning, right before, like at this type of time. Um, right before heading off to to school, and it, it's going to be pretty much just going through the Spurs news. Excellent. Well, uh, Dan's Twitter handle and uh, YouTube channel will be in the description, so you can find that there. Uh, che cheers, Dan. Thanks so yeah, much for coming on. Have a good day in school. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, come you, on Spurs. you Spurs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we're going back to the racism thing and all that. Uh, come yeah. on. Uh, it's not only in football. It's all over no. the world. So it's a world problem. It's crept into football, and it's always been there to tell you the truth, right? So, mm. I guess the authorities have to be more stringent about these type of things. But you know, they always get a slap on the wrist, and it goes on. Yeah, it's just so depressing, isn't it? That every mm -hmm. every month we're bloody talking about it. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it had to be mentioned. Yeah. But um, true, true. Yeah, uh, let's go on to the transfer window. Out of ten, yeah. transfer window out of ten. Uh, what your uh, obviously, oh, what were your initial thoughts on the, on the day the transfer window closed, and has that number changed now? Uh, for me, in the early stages, I was looking at a uh, tree. Okay, uh, on the last day of the transfer window, we got in Emerson and we got rid of Sissoko and Aurier. Okay, and mm. so I'll push it to a five, a very average kind of uh, transfer window. Um, if we do dip into the domestic market. Maybe I'll give it another point if we do get a striker in. Right? Mm. I'll give it another point. Because uh, more or less, like everybody's been harping on, we, have, we haven't bought players to uh, for the right now. That's one issue. And to actually improve our weaknesses, you know, like we are lacking a backup striker. We didn't get a backup striker. We're lacking a creative midfielder. We didn't get a creative midfielder. But uh, like a lot of us, to tell the truth, you can't get everything done in one window. Correct. No. Correct. And the, the kind of money that we were willing to spend wasn't there, right? Uh, of course, the last one that I was really hoping for, maybe we could get Triore or Neves to come in. But mm. uh, uh, Levy's not going to... From day one, don't forget, Chris, I've always been saying, <laughs> Levy is not going to spend more than 25 to 30 million pounds on a player, right? So that's it. Look at what yeah. he bought. Cash, right? Don't forget, not including swap. Okay, because Hill came with a swap and cash, uh, which is, I think, his value. If you include that, it's more than 30 million pounds, but, or maybe more or less the same. But uh, no, in the end, of course, not cash straight up, I mean, in the deal, right? Mm. Levy doesn't spend, he, Levy doesn't pay upfront everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. at the time, I was pretty angry. I thought, we need a striker, backup striker. We need a playmaker. We've, we've now bought our 57th right back that we've got in the squad. 
Uh, we haven't got rid of Aurea yet or anybody, and it was just a calamity. Whereas now I'm, th- I'm with you, a five out of ten. I, you know, I, I was annoyed with Papi Saar, which I'm sure will be a good signing and a good player, but we need players for now, not for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dan, Dan's mentioned with uh, Emerson Royal, it was his dream to play for Barcelona and he wanted to stay, which mm-hmm. I don't really know how to read into that. I mean, that, uh, no, to me, it's that but, if but, Emerson I comes mean, to Spurs, he performs well, right? And maybe in two or three years' time, when Barca has back their money, right, we can sell him for 100 million pounds to Barca. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm sure <laughs> I read on Twitter that when he signed for Barcelona not that long ago, they stuck quite a hefty uh, release clause on him. obviously euros on him or something. Yeah, so they obviously rated him quite highly and then they've let him go. But you look at that, look at their strike force now. It's the guy from Denmark, I can't remember his name, and the guy who played for Newcastle. Who did De Jong. Yeah, De Jong and Braithwaite. Braithwaite. (laughs) When you consider they've got rid of Griezmann. They got rid of... uh, Yeah, but I mean... that strike force ain't going to win the Champions League. I'll be amazed if they win that Champions League. And then they also, they're having to get rid of people because they're in debt, whereas Real Madrid can then bid 190 odd million for Mbappe, but they're both in the same amount of debt. It's an absolute disgrace. But, but yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's I just, mean, you know, they're doing the Levy again, all the smoke and mirrors. You know, we're bidding 220 million euros for Mbappe, but actually behind, we're just putting 22 million. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, going to Emerson Royal, I, uh, my issue with it is do we need him? Uh, Tanganga start the season really well. Um, obviously, Orvier's gone now, so we've obviously lost one, so we've essentially replaced Orvier. Matt Doherty, not sure about him and, and where he fits in, but uh, I mean, does Emerson Royal now become the first choice right back, or does he have to fight it out against Tanganga? Hmm. Or is Tanganga the first choice right back and Emerson Royal is back up and then it's up to him to prove? And 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 do we need him? Um, obviously, you'd say yes now, but when I wrote that question, it was before Orvier mm-hmm. had left. So I, yeah. I'd say the answer now is yes, we do need him in the squad. But, I mean, who, who's first choice right back for you? Palace is in uh, eight days, something like that. Who, who's, who plays as right back for you? Uh, I think how I see it is like this, Chris. Uh, at the moment, I think if we still play the 4 3 3 or the 4 3 2 1, right? Uh, Tanganga will still be at right back, okay? And of course, Palace, I think uh, Nuno will still stick to the formula that he has, he won't change it. But uh, depending on how the Chelsea how it goes, then when the Chelsea game comes along, uh, I think Royal has been uh, sorry, Emerson, I don't call him Royal, call him Emerson. Emerson has been brought in. <laughs> to facilitate a different formation maybe we're going to play three at the back or five at the back right with wing backs going forward bombing forward right maybe a three five two or maybe a five three two and let's see how it goes from there right but at the moment uh still not proven don't forget no still not proven uh he will have to fight his way into the squad i don't think nuno is going to give it to him straight like that just because you know your emerson your name has got royal behind it right and i don't think that's his actual royal is not the actual name that he carries uh his actual name his actual name is quite long some emerson something 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 yeah brazilian name in there uh i guess he will have to fight for his spot uh but we're in we're in the league cup and then the ECL is coming up, 
and then sooner or later FA Cup will be coming along. So, uh, like I said, uh, it helps in the depth of the squad that we have. All right, uh, you know, we saw that depth when they paid Paco, paid Paco de Ferreira away in Portugal. And we all were screaming, right? What is going on? Can't the seniors carry the juniors? And how are we going to survive? We have a, a backup squad of that caliber. But uh, I guess it's what you call a rebuild, right? Uh, so we have to be a bit patient. Maybe in January this year, you know, we never actually have done proper January transfer windows, right? Mm. You know, in our history. Maybe this year with Paratici around, right? Maybe he's put some up there to get rid of and maybe he still can bring some in during the January transfer window. Right. Let's see how it yeah. goes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, good point here from Sweaty Cockwell. Uh, very mm. big support of the podcast. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, problem with buying players for now. We can't attract anyone decent with our transfer budget, seventh position and conference league at the start of the rebuild, which I, I do get that point, which is a good point in terms of the, the players that we want to attract. But mm -hmm. yeah, I just... Uh, and, and, and Papisar is, is probably a good one for the future and it will be a good one for the future. And he's still playing mm. football now. He's very young, will be playing football because he's gone back to Mets. Yeah. Although, <laughs> knowing that he's gone in a year, no, will Chris, they play Chris, as much? Yeah. But, um, you imagine, Chris, if we were in the Champions League, right? Kunde would have come, right? Sabitza yeah. would have come, right? A lot of top players would come to us because if we were in the Champions League. So I guess uh, the target... That's why I said uh, somehow or another we've been brainwashed in our brain. Like our target is always be top four, but why can't we be brainwashed in our brain that our target is be number one? Mm. Right? You get yeah. It? Yeah. So as fans of Stoddard Hospital, we've always been brainwashed in that way. Oh, top four is a good thing, right? But I wouldn't mind top four and a cup, right? Mm. For so many years that you know, when during Porsche Rain, we were at the semi-finals of not not say the Champions League or anything, the semi-finals of the League Cup, semi-finals of FA Cup. And like all of a sudden, Porsche will come out and say, oh, uh, we're focusing on top four. So the team going out this weekend to play the semi-finals is going to be a, you know, a, 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 a diluted team. We're not going to put a, a, yeah. our strongest team out there and all that. So I guess if during that time, if Porsche have won this a couple of cups, it'll be a totally different scenario. You know, the whole thing yeah. will be different. Mm -hmm. So I guess that one mistake that uh, our great chairman has made. Yeah, I mean... I think getting back into the top four is imperative this season. If, like Sweaty Cockle says, we want to buy the players for now and anyone decent. Because, uh, you know, I mean, Europa Conference below Europa League. Uh, we, we, we are a, 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 what you consider a big team, I'd say, being a big name. And we have been in the Champions League quite a lot. So we have a, 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 our stock has risen in that respect. But, yeah, and it's just gone down a bit. But, yeah, I mean... In terms of the players we still need, what what positions do we still need, in your opinion? For me, we need a playmaker. So I, I saw someone on Twitter, I can't remember who said it, we've got creativity, Hill and uh, Lacelso. It's not the right creativity for me. Uh, you can get Hill on the ball and then he can be creative there, but the issue is the creativity to get him the ball in the first place so he's one-on-one. -on -one. And Lacelso for me, just doesn't do it. We saw that against Pacos. He's one of the more experienced players, along with Winks. They just didn't drag us through at all. And they were just, it was like a hot potato, that ball. They were just giving it 
back to whoever as soon as they got it you've got to take responsibility there and he's a driver similar to under Ndombele he's not a player who's going to ping a 50 year old uh, 50 year old 50 yard pass getting my measurement systems all mixed up yeah. he's, not, he's not going to ping a 50 yard pass every yeah. five minutes uh mm-hmm. he, he's going to try and drive and then if he gets tackled then we're under possession so i still think we need that playmaker and we we Unless Scarlett's going to get big game time and he is the real deal, we need a backup striker. Uh, but if he is the real deal and we get a backup striker, he's not going to be loaned out. And then that backup striker is number two and, and Scarlett only plays two games a season. Yeah. Then the backup striker's um, um not the right thing to do if if, if you're yeah. going to give Scarlett the chance and try and see if he is um good enough. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like like you said earlier, seventeen year old as a backup striker to the best striker in the world is is mm-hmm. with, with hardly any game time and yeah. yeah. But, but the reason we need the creativity is you saw him against Pacos. He literally had nothing. He was feeding off yeah. less and scraps. And this is a guy yeah. that you're trying to integrate into the first team, get used to playing first team, get used to taking chances and getting chances. So yeah, I mean, there's a long rant for me there. Uh, positions that you think we still need. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the Parkos game, right? Uh, during the friendlies, we were all hyping up on Niall John. But when mm. the Parkos game came around, he disappeared. So I guess he's still not there yet. And of course, yeah. uh, like Scarlett, you know, like Bob Spurs has been saying, right? You can't put all that pressure on a 17-year-old. Mm. But if he does turn around, turn out to be a gem at 17-year-old, then good for us. But we're we, we not going to take that risk, hopefully. Uh, I hope our... Uh, director of football and Nuno and our owners see that, right? And don't forget, we need a creative midfielder mm. who can score free kicks. We are missing <laughs> that part, right? We haven't had someone who can score a direct free kick in so long, you know? I miss, you know, when Ericsson had the ball and he's in the 89th minute, right? And we're at the edge of the box and he pings it in, you know? that We haven't had that feeling in so long. I haven't had that no. feeling in so long. You know, the excitement that you get, you know, mm. Ericsson's taking it. It's going in, it's going in, right? Nowadays, oh, we got a free kick. Who's going to take it? Oh, please not Harry Kane. Then say, <laughs> who then? Oh, please not Eric Dyer. Like, who then? Yeah. Oh, please not Son. You know, and then it, it makes it into a weird scenario where uh, our corners now, our corners now are all taken by Son or La Celso, mm. right? And Son's corners are better than La Celso. You can see it uh, very obviously. But if you've got Son taking the corner, corners, right, who is backing up Kane in the box? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Well, so the, maybe that's the, a two central defenders, part, yeah. isn't it, with the height that yeah. comes from them? But. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, I mean, even at, at the edge of the box, if Son is hanging around there, he could, he could smash one in from outside. But uh, like I said, uh, we can't be choosy. Uh, window has closing. Uh, we have to accept what we have. And like I said, the process is with Nuno. Nuno knows what he's doing. And of course, like you're saying, Ndombele, uh, after Aurier has left and uh, Sissoko has left. But don't forget, Loris is still around, right? And Loris is the captain of France, okay? Mm. So mo- hopefully Loris will put his hands around Ndombele and say, that, boy, come on. Yeah. Fuck up. If you do well here, I'll put a word in for you for the champs, right? You back, you bring you back into the squad, right? So at least maybe that will happen. But... I don't know. It might not happen at all. He might sulk and he might not play for the next six months and maybe Paratici has a plan to sell him in January. So, But yeah. if he doesn't play, how are you going to sell him? 
Yeah, I mean, well, he's not going to be sold, is he, if he doesn't play? Because Levy wants as close yeah. to 60 million or more as yeah, possible. Yeah. And he, no one's going to bid that if he's not playing. But I, I really hope it's what Daniel said, you know, the two kids, best friends at the uh, at school and you separate them. And then, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's very similar to, uh, I, I may have got the, the first player wrong, but very similar to Sir Alex Ferguson at Man United. He got rid of Lee Sharp. Mm. Even though he was a good player, because he thought he he's a bad influence on Ryan Giggs, and Ryan Giggs has the potential to be one of the best of his generation. So he sacrificed Lee Sharp to get the best out of Ryan Giggs, and then you have to mm. say now that that worked. But I, I did say Lee Sharp. Well, I, I could be wrong to an extent. <laughs> yeah, I could be yeah, wrong yeah. with Lee Sharp, but it was definitely yeah. one player he got rid of to get the best uh, out of Ryan Giggs because he thought that player was leading him astray. So I really hope it's what Daniel says that that's the case. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I really struggle to accept that Undombele's got a weak mentality because this is a guy that Jose Mourinho called out on live TV saying he was awful and everything. And then instead of just mm-hmm. sulking and going into himself, he buckled, but, uh, bucked up, knuckled down and forced his way in. Yeah. So I re- I uh, really struggle to think yeah. he's got a weak mentality. No, I, I, think, but, but... No, I don't think it's a weak mentality, Chris. I think it's a selective mentality. You mm. know, you become selective. You know, if you want to play, you play. You don't play, you don't feel like playing. So that that's not weak. That's how you say that. You know, ah, uh, I said mood swings, right? If yeah. You're happy, you perform hundred percent. You're not that happy. You go down to sixty percent. Uh, hi, Wayne. Thanks for the support, Wayne. Right. So selective mentality or weak mentality. Right, uh, I think in the end of the day, maybe Loris and Nuno can help him out there. And like what you said, Dan said, right? You know, the bad influence are not around anymore. And he's hopefully he improves. And to tell the truth, right? Why, 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 why wouldn't he look at it in such a way that even Sissoko was selected for the French <laughs> team, right? And why I, I'm not, you know, mm. he should look at it in that way, right? Right. I don't know. Yeah. So now Sissoko is going to Watford. I'm sure he get more play time there. And if he does perform, right, he will still be ahead of him. So that means he has to step up now to perform to show that he needs he he should be given a chance to be picked, right? Yeah. To me, at the moment, I still look at the World Cup in 2022, which is actually in end of the year in 2022, yeah. in November to December, right? That should be most of all those international players' targets now to get yeah. the attraction of your international coach, right? Do be part, to be in his mind that you're part of the squad, right? Not, don't even say the first team, say squad first, right? And you know, along the way, when you reach next year, November, right? Injuries happen, you know, this happened, people have drop off form, and you might get yourselves a chance to prove yourself, right? That's how I see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I struggle to see where he's going to fit in. I don't think he can replace Hoiberg or Skip because he doesn't have the... Um... Oh, I can't think of the word. The uh, he wants to go. Uh, he he wants to go forward, whereas those two oh, players yeah. have to stay back. I can't think of the mm-hmm. word. It will probably come to me when <laughs> I end the stream. But uh, uh, but why is it? Yeah, but if you if you bring Endombele back, discipline. Yes, okay. If you bring Endombele back, right, I wouldn't want him to sit back. I want him to go forward. Yeah, see? and all so I think he has to replace Delhi's position. Yes, he has to either take Delhi's position or Gio's position. For the tell the truth, that position we're looking at now is actually being fought between Delhi, Gio, and him. You see, that creative midfield part, right? And the way this year Delhi has been performing, uh, I think Nuno maybe has told him cut off all that 
shenanigans of you know your trick footballing and all that focus back on your fitness and focus back mm. on you know the defensive part to help the players out your time will come that you can use your tricks okay and don't forget he's one of those midfielders right that runs in on the back and scores right and in the past three games plus the four the, the friendly match against arsenal we did see him do that that run but he didn't put it behind the net right mm. he had a great chance against watford right but why did he side foot it to the left where he could have just smashed it right down the middle or to the right Right, yeah. So mm, that's why I said. So it takes time, right? Uh, everything comes down to Nuno, his training, right? And I'm sure Delhi wants to get back into the England squad, right? Hey, I'm sure Delhi wants. Yeah, he needs to get back into the England squad. But the problem, don't forget, his position in the England squad, right? Is over, over, it's filled with uh, talented players in that position now. You got Mount, you got Foden, you got Grealish, right? Those are, you know, young too, okay? And of course, you got a hundred million pound man, right? So, yeah. so what what Southgate is going to do? But at least if you get into the squad, like I said, someone gets injured, you know, someone doesn't have form, you're in Southgate's mind. Yeah, play. I mean, yeah. Just on uh, uh, Undombele, Wayne Bonner, uh, Wayne always watches this stream comments on it not just this stream but yeah. plenty of Everyone's, streams a yeah. massive supporter thanks yeah, so much Wayne does, does Tangi have the mentality belief and capability to step up and show his talent which I would say he has because he did that when Mourinho called him out but it must be quite difficult for him as well really he's had in his Spurs career he hasn't been here that long he's had four managers if you include Mason in that mm -hmm. uh, so uh, he's constantly he's young as well he's constantly changing his not approach but for not philosophy, but how he has to play because the manager wants different things. So I think he needs stability in a manager, but he, he is down the pecking order. Obviously, Delhi is the, the the preferred choice in that kind of number 10 role behind Kane, Son and Bergwijn and Mora, whoever those three play. But I think that's his position and that's where they're fighting out. And and I think that that will be good for both of them if Ndombele decides he, he wants to step up, like Wayne's question, because then that gives competition to the both of them which I, I i'm sure that part of the reason delhi has uh, dropped off is because there was no competition for his position there he didn't have to do anything he could go to the hairdressers he'd go see his friends he'd go and see his girlfriend do all of this <laughs> didn't have to train as hard because he knew he was playing whereas if he has that competition and then you start stick lacelso in that in that mix as well you've got three of them mm -hmm. so I, I i think it will help but and and like I said, I, I really struggle to comprehend that Tangi doesn't have the mentality to step up because he did that under Mourinho. And, and that, that's a manager there that if you're not doing what Mourinho wants, there's no OK compromise here. It's you do what I want or you're out of the team. There's no there's no compromise in that. And he stepped up and he, he was a fixture of uh, Jose's team. I, I just hope that that happens and, and then we have that competition for places in in yeah but i don't think any of those three can play in hoiberg or skip's position i don't think they've got the discipline to just sit deep they want to go forward all the time winks maybe if they if nuno can get his coaching claws into him to <coughs> do that because uh, they essentially pass sideways anyway which is a trait of winks <laughs> so it, so he's got that kind of discipline there it's just the positional but yeah yeah uh, but, uh, you know, like in the second game when we played at home, Wings started, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, against Pacos uh, de Ferreira. 
Wings oh, yeah, yeah, more, he played in the uh, European games. Yeah, ECL game. He looked more forward-thinking with his games, uh, with his balls going forward instead of sideways and back, right? But uh, in the NBA, if you talk about Tangi, like I said, mentality could be selective, right? Uh, whether he chooses to perform or doesn't want to perform, whether he chooses whether he wants to put in the work and all that. But maybe sometimes the positioning the, of the coach using him doesn't suit him. Which is a lot of people use the argument about wings, right? He's not played in the correct position. He's usually played uh, out of his position, so that's why you don't see him, uh, uh, what called uh, reaching his potential. But uh, let's see how it goes now with uh, uh, Nuno there. Nuno as the manager or head coach or whatever they want to call them nowadays, right? Um, it's for him to make the decisions and choices of the players that we have and to improve them. And if in the end of the day, uh, whatever happens to Tangi, if he really decides he wants to sulk for the next six months and don't want to do anything, then it's up to him. Then Nuno most probably will sideline him and put him on into the under-23s, right? And pay. we still have to pay his weekly wages and all that. And let's see how it goes from there, right? So, but like I said, the World Cup is around the corner. If he does really want to, if he wants to be a footballer first, okay, he should buck up. And I, yeah. I'm sure the mentality is there, right? Right. And like I said before, you've been paid that kind of money, right? 200 grand a week, right? That is like how many times our salary a month? <laughs> right. I don't and get that in can't... a year, let alone a Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not in a year. That, sorry. Uh, not in uh, a year. Yeah, not even a month. Sorry. In a year. You don't even get that in a year, right? I'm not even sure I get it in five years, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets a week, right? So maybe that's why sometimes a lot of fans do that comparison and that's where all the, you know, bad feelings build up. We're paying you so much, right? And I don't get that much even in, in 10 years, right? <laughs> why, don't, why aren't you doing your job, you know, perform? Even if, not, if you don't want to play for a team, be a professional. Do your job. Yeah. You know, your job is to play football, right? Your job is to score goals. Your job is to, you know, do this. Your job is to do that. But I understand like I said, that's why sometimes uh, we don't look, uh, don't want to look too deep into it. But in the end, he's human too. Don't forget, he's human mm. too. He's got feelings, and like you're saying, like in the olden days, uh, no social media, no, you know, all the things that can hit you directly. Uh, in the olden days, you could do a lot of things and get away with it, right? Not being found out. But nowadays, whatever you do, you can't hide anymore. Right? Mm. Unless you go and do that something in some isolated island, nobody knows that you're there, right? Then you can. But now with COVID the scenarios around, you can't even leave the country without anybody knowing because you know everybody has got to be checked where you're going. And when you come back, then you ask you, where have you been? Oh, you've been to that. It's a red list country. You can't play. You're isolated. You got to go into quarantine for 10 days, 15 days. So privacy is gone and abuse is easier to you know mm. hold that to at players nowadays. So I think. A lot of players now, emotionally, they are very fragile because you get too much bombardment from social media. You're seeing people actually cursing you out. I mean, in the stadium while you are playing, it's more or less a different kind of scenario because you're in the game, right? Your focus is at the game. Whatever says going around at the side, you don't feel it that much until after the game, like you sit back down and you go through the videos and say, oh my God, why is this guy shouting at me, you know, in all these terms and, you know, no, no, no. Right. Then after that, when you switch on your Twitter feed and you go, oh my God, I'm being bombarded by, you know, all the whatever, whatever, whatever. So then it brings you down. 
right? So that's why I said this year, maybe the Spurs fan can have a bit of change of mentality, right? Support the team, support the manager, give them positive vibes. You know, you know every time I, I start my Sunday show, how I go is that give the players mm. the positive vibes, right? Support the team, support the players, right? No negative vibes for them, right? But still leave you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right, yeah. Yeah. last bit before yeah. we, we uh, uh, finish the stream. Uh, obviously, this transfer window is closed. There's another one in January. Do you think we'll be looking at anyone there? Or do you, do you think that completely depends on where we are in January? At, at this moment in time, it's only three games, but we're top of the league. So you'd have to say kind of at the moment, nothing needs to change because we're top of the league. Although that's a bit of a silly comment after three games. Mm-hmm. But come January or, 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 or mid-December, if we're still in that uh, title, that, Right at the top, top echelons. Four, top, four of, race, top, uh, top four race. Yeah, if we're at the top echelons of that league and playing well and everything like that, do you think Levy will go, well, we don't need anyone or, or, or Nuno will say, we don't need anyone, I've got the squad I need here? Or do you think there'll be, uh, well, we could do with a few more players here for the squad and then we'll look into that? Or yeah. uh, And similarly, if we're, we're below where we are at the moment and, and nowhere near that, do you think it'd be right? We need reinforcements. We need to boost ourselves up that league. What do you think will happen in January and, and what do you think will depend what happens in January? Uh, Chris, to tell the truth, I'm not actually looking that far yet. I'm still looking at the domestic transfer window first, right, to see whether we still can bring someone in from a championship, maybe some talent, you know, or somebody who has uh, played playing time before or maybe someone with experience in the Premier League. Right, there is a striker out there called Mitrovic, right? Mm. He's from Fulham, he's the top striker. And somehow or another, Mitrovic always seems like a good option, but whenever he comes up to the Premier League, he never performs. I do not know why. Maybe yeah. some kind of karma thing against him. But whenever he draws back down into the championship, right, he's like the top scorer. <laughs> right? And yeah. that, that, that blows my mind, you see. Uh, but maybe we won't take a chance on him. But of course, I do expect what. Paratici will do is right. He still be working. Don't forget, Paratici doesn't stop working. Right, he's always on his phone <laughs> looking for players. So, most probably from now, right. Let's say we're in September early, right, until first of December. Most probably, Paratici will have lined up three hundred players for us to choose <laughs> <laughs> to hey. go for. Right, and then it'll be up to Levy whether he's going to spend mm. or. Maybe Nuno said that I don't need so many. Maybe I need one. Mm. One more player. Just one more player, right? Or two, right? Or if we do get the backup striker, we need one creative midfielder. Someone who can score free kicks, right? Direct free kicks, okay? And put the ball in nice and all that. So that's what I hope for. Yeah, yeah I mean... 300 players. Yeah. Well, I, I just want someone, a midfielder, creative one who can string a game together and hold a game together mm. and keep the ball. That's why Neves would have been superb, I think, but... I mean, we can't really complain. We're top of the league, no goals conceded, three out of three. We can't really complain. See how it goes after the international break with Palace, Chelsea, Arsenal in the league. Big uh, yeah, yeah. three games there. But that, that's for another day and another stream. Uh, Eugene, always a pleasure having you on. Always a pleasure talking yeah, to you. My pleasure to be Thanks on. So Thanks much for coming me on. on. Yeah. Oh, no, pleasure's all mine. Uh, as we've uh, already said, and they can see by your. Um, uh, name there, Spurs Eurasian TV is your YouTube channel. Uh, you mentioned yeah. it. This, oh, yeah. And on the left, I missed that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If, if, if people didn't hear at the yeah. start or they don't know where it is or anything about it, uh, uh, what do you do in there? What streams do you do on there? I know this, obviously, but uh, for people yeah. who don't know, and where can they find you? 
Yep, guys, uh, if you're watching this after the, after the live stream, right, don't forget to smash a like for, for Chris' channel, right? Uh, L Talk Tottenham. Give him a subscribe, right, uh, on his channel. He does great content, right? If you want to find me, find me on Spursuasion TV. I can use my fingers correctly again. Oh, this, this way, this way, this way. Uh, what the heck? Right. Um, uh, usually we do have three show, uh, two shows a week. Uh, one is the midweek show, which is uh, I co host with Saikat uh, from Bangalore Spurs or Kolkata Spurs uh, from India. Right, uh, that's when we go through the midweek uh, happenings and all that. But let me see about this week whether we do have a midweek show or not, because uh, you know we're still part of the international break. But uh, Sundays uh, is usually my regular show. We do it at uh, one PM GMT. Uh, for this Sunday, I'm doing. I'm going back to introducing friends again, uh, fans again of Spurs. Right, so we have a good lineup. If Chris, you're free, hop on. I'll send you the link. Yeah, I should Sunday. be. Yeah, just yeah. All right. Uh, uh we have quite a lineup uh set up already uh some people who are have not been on this actually they've been on the sh uh, on my stream but they haven't gone through that process of introducing themselves like you know i like to talk about how you became a spurs fan you know how you know the, the history behind how you came to love the club mm. right and of course the the future what is your future expectations of the club? <laughs> that is always the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but guys, uh, if you have time, uh, if you're watching uh, after the, the live stream, do give a subscribe and like to Chris and uh, give a subscribe to like and for Persuasion TV. Find us. Uh, and, and I always like to do the bridging between the uh, Asian fans and the international fans around the world. Right? Big up excellent yeah so yeah hit those likes hit those subscribes on here spurs eurasian tv and daniel's channel as well all the links will be in the description uh yeah, yeah. Ho hopefully you'll be back next uh friday i think that's no, the, the friday before no we're problem. playing palace uh yeah for a yeah, preview yeah. of that one uh but yeah i mean for the next uh eight days or so no one can overtake us we are top of the tree uh Enjoy that while it lasts and come on, yeah. you Spurs, as always. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching. For everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments, before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions, or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!